So if you bow your heads and hearts with me, please. Our Father, our God, thank you so much uh, again um, for watching over us while we slept. Thank you for uh, having the angels of mercy protecting us uh, from the evil one and evildoers. Thank you for, uh, again, this past week, you, you, you allow our children to go to school and to come back safely. Thank you, just, just, just thank you, thank you. Thank you for grace, thank you for salvation, thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Father, now I ask that you'd be with us, be with us, please be with us. Father, as we attempt to present um, what you've given us, um, for these, your sons and daughters, my brothers and sisters, Father, we so thank you and we so love you. It's in the name of your Son, my Savior, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Let every heart say. So, again, our new systematic study um, is taking us to the fourth through the ninth chapter uh, of the book of Genesis. Uh, and as I shared last week, I'll share now and probably for a couple more times until it, everybody has heard it. The title of this study is Floods and Gates. Floods and Gates. Floods and Gates. You know, and it's, it's, as we go through this, you will understand it, hopefully, that it's reflective of those times of floods where things have uh, become so toxic, so backed up, that, that God sends spiritual floods, physical floods, to, to go through, wash through, to, to clear out all the junk that has accumulated. But I want to remind everybody, it's not a limit on God's love. Because as 1 John lets us know, God is love. In his very essence, God is love. God is love. God's love for us is infinite. It never fails. Uh, but just like a parent that has to deal with a child, uh, there are times of correction. There, there are times when, okay, that's enough. You've, you've, crossed, you've crossed that threshold and, um, and kind of like Popeye. Uh, it's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. Um, but along with times of flooding, there are times of restoration, as we've titled it, or, or, or attempt to present it, gates of opportunity, gates of restoration, gates of coming that, we, that, that, lead, that our paths lead to uh, that closer relationship with God. So today, uh, we're only looking at two verses, just two, just two. So uh, you gauge your watches, I guess, by that, or not. Uh, but uh, the 6th and 7th verse. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Uh, for those that have been paying attention, uh, this is kind of like an echo of an interrogation uh, that we heard before, right? Uh, with their parents, Adam with his parents, Adam and Eve. Um, in that case, the interrogation came after the 
disobedience. In this case, I know it's a spoiler alert. I mean, you probably never heard about this story of uh, Cain and Abel. Uh, God is speaking to Cain prior to Cain acting out his heart's desire. He's coming at Cain before he physically does something. Uh, but still, just as Jesus said in the sixth chapter of Luke, a good person brings good things out of the good stored up in their heart. And an evil person brings evil things out of the evil stored up in the heart. Even if I don't say or act out certain things, it doesn't get me off the spiritual hook, so to speak. Uh, because sin, as we know, is born in our heart. That's why I say, you know, be careful, because we always, we, we've grown up saying it, but God knows my heart. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and the scripture lets us know it's deceitfully wicked. It is, it, our heart is so black. If we were to unpack our hearts from time to time, not today maybe, uh, but from time to time, it's like, ew, it's like, that's your heart? But God knows my heart. Don't, don't, don't. Let's not hide behind that. Uh, let's be clear. Let's be clear. If it were possible, there'd be two murders in the offing. If it were possible, there'd be two murders in the offing. Not only Abel, but if Cain could, he'd be murdering God right now. Right now. Uh, Cain is angry. And angry doesn't begin to explain the word. The word lets us know that he is seething to the point of antipathy. He is like, you have no idea. It is not borderline. It's full on hatred. Full on hatred that Cain has right now. And his face is literally downcast. It is downcast and literally collapsed to the ground. I am soaring. And my face is to the ground. Why? 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 I mean, what would cause someone to get to that point? Because last week we read that while both Cain and his brother Abel brought gifts before God, God liked his brother Abel's gift more. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits to the soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. We won't cover what we shared last week, but let's just summarize. Their gifts were a reflection of the love they had for God. The gifts were a reflection of the love they had for God. That's, that's, that's the, the sum of that whole interaction. For Abel, it was the best of the best. It was the choicest of the choice. It was the fattest of the fat. Whatever the minimum was, we don't know what the minimum was, if there was a minimum, uh, he gave abundance. He just, he just heaped on. You've been, maybe, maybe you've never been the recipient, but maybe you were able to to bless someone in that way it's like I just want to go overboard I want you to I don't want there to be any confusion about the love I have for you that was able Cain not so much maybe not at all uh, 
I don't think it's an exegetical leap. You guys pull me back off the cliff if you think so, not now, but later, uh, to glean from the text that Abel loved God. Abel loved God. Cain acknowledged God. Abel loved God. Cain acknowledged God. Begs the question, so where are we? Where am I? Where are you? Uh, without, again, without reading too much into the text, we don't have any indication of a requirement on what, how much, or even if they had to give. We see that they both brought freely. One gift simply reflects a greater appreciation by the giver as well as the recipient. Don't hate. I love more than you love if you love it all. Maybe you're doing what you're doing out of obligation, out of duty, out of whatever, religious wokeness as Josh was talking about earlier. Maybe you're doing this because you really love me. Uh, again, verse six, then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? It was about this time, my mom, she said to me more than once, boy, what's wrong with your face? What's, what's, what's wrong with your face? Because my face was reflecting my heart. I wasn't happy. Uh, my father, he didn't ask those kind of questions. <laughs> He had, a, he had a different way of dealing with a downcast face. <laughs> uh, you can talk to me later about that. Uh, my parents understood that it's tough, if not altogether impossible, to hide what you're really feeling. Um, your, 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 your physiology is going to leak out at some point. You know, uh, men are bad poker players to begin with. Uh, and so it, 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 it was probably very obvious, <laughs> God's God, but you probably didn't have to be God in that case. You got a sour, you're sulking around, you got a sour face, uh, and, God, and God says, why are you angry? Why is your face down case? I might have said, what's the problem, Cain? Uh, or along the lines of what the message version said, why this tantrum? Why the sulking? See, there are times, uh, there are difficult times in life that I would like to, uh, I'd like to lay at the feet of God that we, we go through. Or as the world would say, oh, it's just bad luck. It's, it's just bad, like bad karma, bad whatever, you know. Uh, but, but, but somehow difficulty comes at me. See, you're better than I am. Uh, uh, I'm angry. I'm sulking. I'm angry at God. I'm angry at others when I should be angry and mad at my own behavior, my own action or inaction. I've shared before, I share now. Every time I've sought God, 
I mean, at some point, I, I ought to learn. Every time I have sought God, God, I need you to fix that person, change that person, uh, straighten them up. The only one that gets fixed or straightened is me. I'm praying, uh, you know, I'm borderline praying down boils and pestilence. And uh, it, it's like, but the one who gets fixed and dealt with is me. Um, my action or my inaction. Um, you know, kind of how we approach uh, the things that we do in rhythm uh, as a community of faith. Uh, if we're not careful, we'll cross into that, into that realm where we think like we're mad at God because we think that God owes us something. He owes me. Shoot. I bust a move. I come out here once a month. You owe me. I kick a few bucks in the silver box. You owe me. What's the point? of doing those things if I can't get God to give me the things I want when I want them. Not what God's good for. Give me what I want when I want it. That's the whole point of God, right? No. Uh, look at God's loving response. Verse 7. If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. There's an opportunity for a course correction. Right here, you talk about grace. Well, we don't see grace until the New Testament. You see grace when God was laying out the animal skins for Adam and Eve. Uh, when he put the, the flaming sword to keep him out of the garden, you see grace right here. If you do what's right, will you not be accepted? King, just do the right thing. Um, keep in mind, God can't be or do any less than what God is. God can't lie. God can't lessen his standard. Uh, he can't say that, okay, well, Cain, you know, you kind of gave me a, a, a fuzzy lollipop for an offering. Um, yeah, okay, all right, it's, it's all good. No, it's not. It's, it's not. I like Abel's offering better than Cain's offering because not a necessarily necessarily that oh this was uh, uh, animal this is fruit it's like no this is given out of a depth of love and it's the best of the best you're giving me something that reflects the love you have for me you not so much it's not the same period it's just not we would like to draw equivalence. It's like, well, you know, hey, you know, whatever. Again, I, I you know, I, I give what I give. I come when I come. I do what I do. Well, that's fine. Just, just keep doing that. Just keep doing that. Just keep doing that. Um, but here's the deal, Cain. You get a do-over. 
I'm giving you a do-over right now. Uh, if you retake the test, you can get it right. You will be, the word translated, accepted. But the word here, uh, for you English majors, uh, is called an infinitive construct. An infinitive construct. You know I don't like to go down these rabbit holes too much, but this is, this is good. As one exegetical guy describes it, it's like saying, to read is fun. See the, see the infinitive and the noun? To read is fun. In this case, to do what's right equals acceptance. To do what's right equals acceptance. Um, the word translated here, accepted, doesn't really convey the depth and the beauty of what God is saying. The word is just the opposite of what God uh, used to describe his face. Where it was down and on the ground, God says, if you do what's right, won't you surely be elevated, lifted up? Think of a, a, a queen or a king, majestically elevated. If you do what's right, here's your opportunity right now. If you do what's right, your face is on the floor, it will be lifted up. It will be, it will be praised, if you will. It, will. it will be majestically honored. That's just like God. That's just like God. That's just like the Father that, that, that we read in the New Testament where the, the Son said, give me mine. I'm going to squander it. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to live my life. I mean, there is nobody, nobody here would respond the way that Father responded. He's looking on the horizon. My son's coming back. My son's coming back. My son's coming back. And one day he comes back. And what does he say? I told you so. You shouldn't have done that. Look at that. Get the, get, get, go get washed up. You're, you're, you're horrible. Now he does just the opposite. It's like time to party. My boy is here. My, 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 my boy is here. That's the God of the New Testament. And this is the same God of the Old Testament. It's the same God. He's like, look, look, Cain, I'm giving you the opportunity of a lifetime right now. I'll put the equivalent of the ring on. I'll put the robe on. I'll dress you up. I'll lift you up. You think Abel's got love? You're the firstborn. You know, biblically, that, that meant something. I'm going to really lay it on you. That's just like God. Uh, no, I told you so. I'm closing. On the other hand, notice that the text reads, but if you don't do what is right, if you don't do what is right, again, there's an implied understanding that there is a right and a wrong offering. I, don't, don't try and figure out the details. But they understood the right and the wrong. And God explained, if you don't do what's right, that sin is crouching at your door. Again, I just love these, these little nuanced echoes. It's like the serpent in the garden and the roaring lion described by uh, Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8. The evil one and the consequential sin is described in physical terms. It shows the power and the cunning of sin. It shows the power and the cunning of sin. What are you saying? I'm saying is 
You can't play with sin. <laughs> I love chocolate turtles. I love chocolate turtles. But I ought not be at the sea's counter with my nose pressed to the glass, drooling all over the glass, saying, well, I didn't eat any. I didn't eat any. Mm, that smells good. Let me just hang around here. Let me just, just, what's in your bag? Oh, boy, I wish I had a bag. Man, boy, that chocolate turtle. Don't tell me we don't do it. We do it. We, 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 we play with sin. We roll it around. And we justify. And one turtle won't hurt. The one won't hurt. It just, it's just, it's sin, it's evil is crouching at the door. And it's waiting to consume you. Ah. Uh, but also note, it's a choice. What does God say? You must rule, have dominion. Again, that, that, that kingdom kind of thing again. Have dominion over it. And rule is a good translation from the original text. It's like a sovereign over a king. You have rulership and you have authority. What's your point? There's no neutral position when it comes to our behavior. As, as uh, was it that prophet Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try. Do or do not, there is no try. You must rule over it. The choice will come, and it's very black and white. It's binary. Chocolate turtle, or step away. Chocolate turtle, step away. Bring the right offering, or take matters into my own hand. Well, again, spoiler alert, uh, we know what the choices are. Uh, I vividly recall when I, uh, I have bombed uh, in high school, uh, I bombed, uh, uh, it was geometry at the time, but it, couldn't, it was more than once. Bombed an exam. Just totally tanked. And the best words that I could ever hear from the teacher is, okay, we're not going to count that exam. Wait, we're not going to count that. You get, a, you get a second chance. You get the opportunity to, to get it right. And in this case, it's like, it's like an open book exam. It's not even closed book. It's just like, I'm telling you what to do. You get a do-over, and I'm telling you what to do. Uh, it's like the song goes, oh, the joy that came to me. Uh, when I knew, I get a do-over. Not when I was set free, but, uh, you know. Uh, right here in verse 7, God extends grace and the opportunity for a do-over to Cain. What is God asking for? He's not asking for much. He's not asking for much. God, Cain, Mark, Gail, uh, Gabriel, Daniela, Stephanie, Nate, Erica, what's, what's God asking for? He's not asking for much. What's he asking for? Your life. That's all. What? 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 He's asking for my life? That's not much. My life's worth a whole lot. 
let's 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 contrapose let's 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 balance that with what did he give you he's asking for your life in exchange for you being in his eternal presence forever that's all he's asking I think that's a pretty doggone good deal so 70 years plus minus maybe 80 if I'm lucky uh, versus an eternity with him uh, you, you mean you're going to come down in the person of your son and die a death I should have died and, and, and all you're, let, me, let me get this right all you're asking for eternity versus a few years eternity versus a few years eternity versus a few years all I want is your life I don't know if I can do that deal that uh, yeah because I know I don't want to go there but I'll go there a lot of us really don't believe the text we don't believe the text oh it doesn't take all of that I can I can eat the turtles and still have a nice physique exhibit a Cain, Mark, Aaron, Paul. You have to choose. Drew, you have to choose. You, you, you have to choose. That's what's behind even our uh, Zoom salvation leading folks to Christ. There has to be a point where we, not just, it's an emotional decision. It's a, oh, well, you know, I got swept up in the, oh, yeah, and I just suffered this, and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't mean anything about the tears, but I mean, it's just like, no, no, it's like, no, I thought this thing through, I choose Christ. That's, that's, as I was sharing with leadership this morning, that's why I like the chapter that we went over in the family night, where Joshua had to remind the folks, he calls the role, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Now, as a result of all of those things, as for me and my peeps, this is what we're going to do. There's a choice. There, there's necessarily a choice. But if we think we can somehow slide, glide, easy land into, well, I can, I can, well, again, you've already seen Exhibit A. Let's not do that anymore. Uh, we have to pass from darkness into his marvelous light. We have to. See, that's why the, see, the rich fella, he did the calculation in his head. He did the calculation. I got a, I got a lot going on here. And you want my life. Give up everything that I know and follow you. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Good religious guy. Probably a good tithe paying guy too. He said, I'm not going to do that. You're, you're asking for my life. Uh, but others, like Peter, when Jesus, and I am done, uh, 
when uh, Jesus uh, threw down, as we're getting ready to celebrate, he said, unless you eat my flesh, unless you drink my blood, you got nothing to do with me. You've got to take all of me or none of me. And most, most, most of the people walked away. They walked away. They left. What did Jesus say? Uh, please stay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me dumb down the message. Let me soften what I just said. He looked at his peeps, his, 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 his running buddies. He said, you leave them? You too? Almost inviting them to go. But Peter said, where in the world am I going to go? You have life. You have everything that I need. At some point, I pray. I pray sooner rather than later. At some point, each of us will recognize that it is not a matter of a walk with Christ makes this, this temporal uh, journey better. Again, as I liken it to, it's the seasoning for my steak. It provides seasoning. It gives me napkins and a knife and fork so I can eat my steak. It's anything but that. When we recognize that with him I have life and life eternal, and without him I have nothing, we will constantly be up against the wall of hanging around the world, seize candy, trying to get satisfaction from that, and the only thing we're going to get is type 2 diabetes. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, again, we so thank you for uh, the opportunity to see in these two verses uh, grace extended in abundance to us. Father, we have, you, you've given us so many opportunities to, to straighten up and fly right. And even when we crash and fail again and again and again and again, you're still there saying, my son, my daughter, I so love you. Welcome home. Come enjoy the feast that I have prepared from the foundation of the world for you. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. Thank you, Father. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Meg, you're coming. reading is from the first letter of the Corinthians, the 11th chapter, the 23rd through the 34th verse. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and then when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup in the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me 
for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment upon themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with, regret, with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home, so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give you further directions. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you now, Team Houston, if you'd come out, please, and uh, minister the Team Houston. you now to join me as we celebrate the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
body, this is the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the time. today. Thank you, praise team, for your incredible praise. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to each and every one of you that call City Church home. Uh, thank you for just continuing to do the things God has called us to do. Um, um, yeah, I need a prop. I, the Houstons are, come on, come on back here. Wait, 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 wait. Just, just like that. How about you guys go on that side? Go, go get, get together one way. You go on that. Oh, that <laughs> Drew and Natalie, come on up here. I just say, Drew, Natalie, come on up. I know, I know. It's like Pastor Meeks is always up to something. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, they are just a uh, adorable couple. Um, both are pre-med students. Um, and uh, just, uh, just appreciate them. Uh, Matthew's not here, is he? No, he, uh, he would have liked your Star Wars club. He, he would have liked Yoda. Your Star Wars club. Um, just thank you. I mean, seriously, thank you. I just, I, again, I really hope you know how much I love you. I mean, really, really, you guys, I just don't know what to say. I mean, other than I just, you just, you, you want to like, if I could do a lobotomy <laughs> and just share with you, it's like, yeah. So we have a couple that has been with us from the very beginning. And you all know that Nate is my son. He is my son. And he is my son. He, I, he thinks he got you by a week, uh, Erica. He was, he was, he came to the garage a week before you did, at least a week. Several weeks? No, I think she was undetermined. She was undetermined. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Well, John King said it was a cult. <laughs> no, dog, don't go to that. They're going meet in the garage. You can't. Oh, no, no, no. That's a cult. That's a cult. <laughs> so from the beginning to the present. Amen. Um, I so appreciate you guys. Uh, again, uh, Drew and I, we'll exchange a text every now and then just talking about there's opportunity. I don't know what it is. There's opportunity. There's, there's opportunity. Um, both pre-med. Both on a, a relational trajectory. Um, and uh, Drew is wise enough. I'm not hoping I'm talking to you. Pastors always talk too much. But Drew is like, well, that's my future. So I need, so I need to make sure that my, my medical pursuits match my future. 
that's a wise man. That, that's, that's, that's a wise man. And I appreciate they, they came to us um, through the invitation of uh, Matthew Clavelli. Clavelli. I just I thank God for what's going on. I, I, and I want to say now again, Stephanie Thompson, you need to introduce yourself to all the medical uh, folk here. And all of the things that we're doing with UC Davis, HealthNet, and everybody else, all the relationships that are being formed, don't know where God is taking us, but he is taking us somewhere. And um, yeah, I need you to help chart that vision out because he's taking us somewhere in that way. Don't know what it is, but all we have to do is stand you know, it's kind of like, again, I hate I hate saying this, big shot Bob Boy. You know, just be in a position to receive the ball so you can put up the three-point shot and break the king's heart. Wasn't that devastating? That, that, that just, that. <laughs> kings have never been the same since. Uh, that's, um, but you're in a position to take the winning shot. That's all we have to do. Just be in a position to take the winning shot. That's all. That's all. God does. He's not asking for much. He's not. He's not asking for much. I mean, really, when you get right down to it, because the problem is, I'm preaching again now. The problem is, is that we 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 overvalue our 80 years. As I said, with uh, even the passing of uh, 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 during the time of Sarah, but also uh, with respect to uh, 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 when uh, Lazarus died, the miracle did not prevent the inevitable the miracle didn't prevent the inevitable what's the inevitable 100% has to go the way of the grave 100% unless you're Enoch or Elijah uh, Enoch Elijah okay so that means we, we we, we have to go the same way. So what we tend to do is overvalue this. I understand. It's because I can see this. I can touch this. I know this. And we're talking about something out there. I don't know. Let me go for the here and now. You know? Bird in the hand. You know what they say. You know? Better than an eternity in a bush. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> As Gail would say, you don't have to say everything you think. <laughs> let's, let's bow. Our Father, our God, again, I say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for loving us. As we go down from this place, watch over us, protect us, let us have a glorious day. Bless everyone that desired to come but uh, weren't able to. And Father, I, I ask double blessings on everyone that pushed through and came in spite of. They worship in spite of. Father, because they want to see you. They want to experience you. They want to exalt you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's in the name of your Son, my Savior, our Savior, Jesus the Christ, we ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Greet somebody, greet somebody.